Can I call you Mr. Gonzalez, sir? No, you cannot. No? <laughs> Mr. Gonzalez, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the What, Why, and How Can I podcast. Um, Thank you for coming on. Um, I know we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, you know, and uh, we finally made it happen. So introduce yourself. You're a general foreman for a, a, a big construction company. Yes, sir. So my name is Sergio. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm a general foreman for uh, Neville Group. Mm-hmm. Been doing this for 23 years. Nice. And um, still going. Nice, nice. How do you like it? I love it. You planning to retire in time soon or no? Um, maybe in 10 years. 10 years. Okay. Uh, hopefully by the time I'm 50, I should have my 30 years uh, in the in the, in our uh, investment for, mm-hmm. for our retirement. But uh, I'm probably going to go a couple more years. I, I know a lot of people are, when they retire, they're planning not to stay in California. Is that your plan as well? Well, actually, I don't live in California. So you don't live in California? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, well, I, I mean, I stay in California, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I live in Tijuana, TJ. TJ, Mexico. Right, Mexico. Nice, dude. What, so, what, If you want to talk about it, what made you kind of make that decision? Well. Or just life happened? It's kind of weird. I yeah. mean, I, I grew up in Orange County, Buena Park. Uh-huh. And so... I started, uh, I took about a year off from work and mm-hmm. I started going to TJ a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I used to go out there and gamble in the casino. Mm-hmm. So I met my wife. Okay. My second wife. Yeah. So I met her out there. She used to be the one that pays you off. Mm-hmm. You know, once you win, you go and turn the ticket in, she gives you your money, right? Mm-hmm. So I met her and I started talking to her. Next thing you know, we started dating and that's how I ended up in TJ. So now you're there. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> how did you, how did you... If you want to talk about your kind of your story, how did you come up to construction? How did you, what was your story to becoming a general foreman? Well, to start off, you don't think about general foreman, right? Right, right. So, you know, I was, uh, I was working with my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a company called Boeing. They do parts for airplanes. Mm-hmm. So I was there with them just for like, I was doing there like just in the summer. So mm-hmm. I was uh, like 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And then my, my first wife, she got pregnant, mm-hmm. so I had to get a real job. So my mm-hmm. buddy, he used to do, uh, we, used, we used to do houses, so I used to go help him out. And then he became union. Mm-hmm. So he started with a company named Sharp, and then he got me in there. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started, right? Okay. Construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little different, yeah. right? You go from working for uh, this company like, that just kind of like a warehouse, right? Making and little parts. Now you're doing these. You go into this construction, you're like, God damn, this is weird. You know what I mean? All yeah, this, yeah, yeah. It's scary seeing these big jobs. So I started, you know, as a back then, it was a, uh, a pre-apprentice. There okay. was no such thing as uh, stalker scrappers like we have now, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the whole the whole reason behind stalker scrappers before it was pre-apprentice. So you start as a pre-apprentice. They get you all set up with the union. They They get you going. And a lot of these kids were not making it. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of a waste of a time for the union and for the companies to invest all this. And then they were not making it. Gotcha. So they started doing this program where it's a stalker scrapper. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So we try them out, right? So mm-hmm. we give them, we should tell them like, okay, look, do it, let's do it. You have to do it for six months. And, you know, it depends how you work. If your attendance is good and everything's fine. You will hire you as a first stager, right? There's gotcha. no more uh, pre-apprentice. Mm-hmm. So I started as a pre-apprentice back then. You're talking about back in 1998. Oh wow! Okay. So back then I was making 
like seven dollars with like 20 cents an hour <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i mean crazy yeah and then i had a kid so the formula the and, diapers and so seven bucks an hour was the real job that was a real job yeah okay so you know and having a kid it was kind of it was it was real hard yeah you know, i'm not making enough money i can imagine but that. um you know i my i have my ex-wife was very supportive mm-hmm and when she she see me a little bit frustrated because I wasn't making that much money, mm-hmm. she still was you know motivating me to stay, don't leave, just stay there. You know what I mean? So I just stayed. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're an apprentice, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to your mind is just like, wow, am I gonna make it? You know, it's hard. You see these guys, they're framing these crazy soffits and these walls, and to you, you're like, you know, like man, I, I think I can never do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your number one focus is hopefully i want to become from a, being an apprentice you want to become a, a real good apprentice yeah yeah that was it that's all i wanted right your goal was the next level apprentice i i, I didn't even i didn't even think about a foreman or a journeyman all i wanted to do is become a real good apprentice yeah right? i just want to become a good apprentice that can stay busy mm-hmm. and that everybody could you know everybody will want me in their jobs because i was a good apprentice so i want to interrupt you real quick I, I hear I I was I was barely alive twenty years ago, so <laughs> twenty years ago you're saying you were an apprentice. How are apprentices different today and and twenty years ago? Or how did, I know I've heard stories of how they treat them differently. Right. Well, talk, talk a little bit about that. Dude, I smile because it's a lot <laughs> different now. You know, the apprentices these days are a little bit more. It's the new generation, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um. They're they're. What would you tell them if if your kid was an apprentice? What would you tell them? Like, it's just honestly, it's not really their fault. I guess it's it's basically just the way they're they were brought up, you know. Because now the now this these days, uh, kids, their parents parents feel like by just giving them everything they could, you know, they could give them, mm-hmm. they try to you know over give them stuff and they try to be nice, right? And what they do is they mess up these kids because these kids are so all the kids are. They they find they find life so easy, mm-hmm. right? They right. have it all. Yeah. So it's never back in the days when we were younger. It's like if I wanted shoes, my dad would be like, "Okay, well then cut the grass or you know do this and do that." Right. Work so I all had summer to, and right, get I had juice. to work for my yeah. shoes. I had to earn it, even if I wasn't doing a job. Right. But I was working for it. Right. Cleaning the house or you know just just whatever my dad or my mother told me to do. Mm-hmm. So I worked for it. So it was it was like, wow, okay, I earned my shoes. I I my I was able to buy them with my effort, right? So yeah, yeah. kids now these days is it's they, they get whatever they want. And what happens with that? So now you have these kids that they come to work, mm-hmm. right? Their whole life's been easy. Right. They come and now you have somebody pushing them. Yeah. Tell them what to do. Yeah. Tell them to hurry up. Yeah. You know, and kind of putting all that pressure. Well, some of the kids, they don't make it. They're a lot weaker. Yeah weaker in the mind yep. weaker just in general you know and they get um they get offended right away it's just i don't know it's just different from back then to now okay I, and i think the union doesn't even help out at all because the union is making them this way too by gi- by giving them so many things giving them the union is giving them they, they they basically are telling them what can we as a foreman tell them and have them do yeah right back in the days like we had to do what we had to do to make it right right you can't do that no more. Wow, that's different. crazy. All right, let's jump back to your story. You're growing up. Your goal was to become a good, good apprentice. A good apprentice, right? So mm-hmm. that was my goal, become yeah. a good apprentice. I, you know, 
a journeyman foreman was like it, that that wasn't even in my head it was yeah. just like you know what i mean i never thought i'd be a foreman right so that was it so i they i started working and and they were calling me the super apprentice the super the days, nice right, that's super a good apprentice. name just because uh i was pretty i mean i'm not gonna i'm not trying to brag but i was right. pretty good i mean i was i was able to catch on right away mm -hmm. you know what i mean so if they taught me something i was able to catch up i remember one day i was uh walking with the with the buggy picking up drywall and yeah, metal yeah. studs pieces of metal studs in the floor yeah and i remember i was I, there was this journeyman we used to call him one eye gill because he only had one eye <laughs> and i used to always bug him be like mm -hmm. hey uh why are you doing this why are you doing that mm -hmm. he was used to give me the look and like why why do you well, care? i just want to know yeah, like yeah. why are you doing that i want to learn yeah he's all like, oh, go clean up i was like man you know i want to just so i just come around again i'll be like hey gil so why why are you doing this and mm -hmm. he always kind of pushed me away he never taught me yeah or explained to me what was the reason why he was doing that right so i just kind of like just kind of kept looking at people working doing their stuff and mm -hmm. just by doing that believe it or not i was able to kind of get um you know, just kind of get a, a a feeling of how to do it, and mm -hmm. and and what if I was in that, you know, doing a soffit? Now I yeah. know how to start it. Right. You know, and the problem we have these days is a lot of these guys don't want to teach. They don't. You know, they the want, journeymen don't want to. Journeymen don't want to teach. You know, they want to get a kid that's been taught already. Yeah. A kid that's kind of good. Because they want they an easy partner. Right. They don't want to sit there and try to teach them. But that's 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 uh, I think in 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 our new era that's that's a mistake you know we got to teach them because people don't understand that apprentices mm -hmm. are the ones that can be paying for our pension right so for me it benefits me that an apprentice makes it to a journeyman to a foreman you know because if he makes it mm -hmm. when i retire he's gonna be making he's paying for that pension right exactly you know, people don't exactly. understand that right away they see a kid that's not good and they want to get rid of him i mean i'm a people might be saying like well you're saying the opposite of what i do but yeah, yeah. i give kids chances you know what i mean i just you just can't you give a kid a job and they have to be able to keep their job i can't yeah. keep it for them right you know i mean that's that's just the bottom line so so i mean what's going on with these kids are they quitting on you or or <laughs> <laughs> well some quit some some get laid off it's just basically doesn't work out and i'll tell you one thing <laughs> if i was a kid like that yeah. i would rather find out sooner than later that you know it I mean? doesn't work out it doesn't work out right they could get up to four stage now they wasted two two years or whatever to get up to four or fifth stage it, it, and they're not going to make it if a kid is an apprentice right now and he maybe got laid off once or or he's trying to become better what what are, what are some things that you would tell him like do these three things and and you will be successful so three things that i could give him uh, you know to tell him kind of give him advice is yeah show up to work be there <laughs> show, every day show up to work yeah. wow okay show up to work every day that's one mm -hmm. okay um you know attitude have a positive and have a you know a good attitude nobody go wants get to it deal attitude. with you know people's attitude right yeah and the last thing i will say is just you know pay attention you know pay attention to what people try to teach you and try to explain to you and i think if you do those three things you'll you'll make it you'll make it not everybody does them it's that, that's true they say uh and it's true they say out of 10 apprentices mm -hmm. Even ten stalker scrappers, one of them will make it out of each out of every ten. Like make it till the end, make, retire right. as a frame, make as a it as a journeyman or you know whatever okay. foreman. Yeah. But one of them will make it one out of ten, and that's, that's true. That's pretty bad. Yeah, so I mean, I I don't know, man. Just I just think that kids need to be a little more disciplined. Mm -hmm. It starts at home. Yeah, we can't really blame all the time the kids. Blame their parents, just the way they're raising them, right? 
And when they're at work, I feel like we're like high pay babysitters. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're taking care of them, right? We got to tell them all the time what to do. What, what time to, to do, come in. What time to come in. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's a, it's this thing, you know, it just happens constantly. The yeah. same thing happens over and over and over. Even not just kids, but even grownups, dude, even like 30 year old journeymans, 40 year old journeymans, you know, you got to tell them what to do every day. It's like, it's man dude it's amazing so check this out if you're telling 30 year old journeyman what to do can you imagine their kids growing up at home like they can't really teach they have they, like you said it starts at home and if you're a 30 year old man not showing up to work right. and uh you're slacking off or whatever then your kids are looking at their dad and they're like well this dude's slacking off and you right. know they're not they don't have a good example at home they don't and and you know and I mean, but nah, they're they're not all the same. You know, what I mean, we get a couple of good ones. And yeah, those are the ones that you gotta keep and and invest your time and invest, you know, to teach them because they know they you know they're gonna benefit the company. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the main thing. You gotta look out for the company mm-hmm. because you know, time goes by. We got people that are you know real good foremans, mm-hmm. real good general foremans that are retiring. So you know, somebody's gotta keep you know taking over mm-hmm. and you know run the company, right? Right. So, exactly. So. You're a journeyman in um, Drywall Lathers Union, right? So, what is the Drywall Lathers Union? What do you guys do? Um, what is the or maybe your company does something other than the just drywall and lathering? Well, honestly, I mean, out here in NorCal, yeah, I'm on. I'm you know, I'm only out here for yeah. for to do this project, right? Right. So NorCal, you have to be a lather framer, right? Yeah, it's union. like a drywall lather. Right. It's like framing and lathering. Right, but in back in. Uh, Back in San Diego or in LA, we're just considered uh, drywallers. Okay. Carpenters, you know, that's it. Carpenter drywall. Right. There's no such thing as lathers. But um, it's, you know, what we do is basically we frame the whole job, right? We frame it. We hang it. We mm-hmm. do, you know, exterior, all the sheeting. We do plaster. Mm-hmm. We don't do plaster because that's not our, 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 you know, that's not what we do. But we make sure that you know everything's ready for them right mm-hmm. for prep it for them to do their plaster obviously we got to put our dense glass on the exterior so the company you work for does do, does plaster yes actually this the company i used to work for before mm-hmm. they didn't do no uh, exterior at all it was all just interior ti mm-hmm. and this company ngi neville group we do we do it all man we do plaster framing t-bar mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, wow, we do this too. All right. You know what I mean? Just it just and I learned a lot, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah. When I used to be with the other company, we hardly did an exterior. So I wasn't very familiar with the exterior. Mm-hmm. But when you're a when you're a good foreman mm-hmm. or a good, you know, general foreman or a good journeyman, mm-hmm. honestly, framing is framing. Yeah, exterior is a little more difficult. It's a little more detailed, mm-hmm. more clips, more structure involved. Mm-hmm. But it's the same, you know, the end the of the principle. day, it's the same, yeah, yeah. the principle is the same thing, right? Okay, Just adding yeah. more clips, adding more whatever bracing, you know what I mean? And the plants, mm-hmm. the structural plants, are, those are those get a little more trickier than just a regular interior TI job. But those so, plants are so easy. So at the same time, you're framing, but also if you have to, you're hanging drywall, you're doing shaft walls. And and I know, I know in the union, some guys are like, oh, I'm a framer or oh, I'm a drywaller. But a good a good journeyman does does it all right. A good you know journey- what? A, a good journeyman should should do it all. I mean, honestly, you know now we have just framers, mm-hmm. just drywallers, mm-hmm. just lathers. 
you know yeah i mean honestly to me you should know it all right is, is there a way in the field though like if you're a foreman on job right you're a general foreman on a project right you see a couple of apprentices or maybe young journeymen that, that are working is there a way on a project to kind to expose guys in the field to these different tasks uh yeah actually there is i mean i think there is the way i do it i just i i, I try to look at the guys see how they frame how they mm -hmm. work and you know a lot of times guys will be up front and they'll be like well i never done it but hey i want to learn or i want to yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I could do it i mean those are the guys that you want to kind of grab and teach them right yeah, teach yeah. them because they're they'll be easier to teach if a guy's willing to trust learn me, teaching would be a lot easier right true if a guy just does it just because he needs to do it mm -hmm. then he's not gonna learn very easy he's not gonna even gonna care you, you can't make I mean? him right and i can't make him right so if, if if they have to be willing just like i was willing to to take you know my first job as a foreman right mm -hmm. i was scared but i could have easily said no i'm not ready for it i just said you know what yes even though i wasn't ready for mm -hmm. it i just said yes anyways right <laughs> yeah yeah because you so, want you like that challenge right so i mean that was that was uh that's my thing man I'm, I, I i've been a guy that if i if, if i see a chance i'm taking it yeah i'm not gonna sit there and let it go and be like man what if right I, I just can't believe in that word what if yeah, yeah i just go for it i just take it i just nice. take it if you give me a chance i'll prove to you that maybe um i might not be real good at it right away yeah yeah but i guarantee you at the end of the a, day in a couple weeks yeah i'm gonna be doing it like if i was you know like i was doing it for years that's nice. just that's just you know that's just my my the way i think for myself see and, and that's a good attitude to have some some i think i think some of the guys one are lazy and two they're just, they're scared oh he's gonna think um he's gonna think i'm stupid if i try this and i screw up but a good foreman on a job usually a leader if he sees a guy trying he'd rather help him out like hey hey, you can do this better this better exactly you know nobody nobody's wants to see someone fail nobody and not only that i mean even foremans shouldn't want to see people fail because that hurts your project it hurts exactly yeah you know what i mean so i mean personally when i do my jobs i i want to make sure that everybody everybody makes it you know what i mean we got to set up the guys for success right, right. you can't if you're gonna if, if you start a job and you can't prep your guys right you can't prep their work right mm -hmm. you're setting these guys to fail right away okay you know so you gotta i mean it's my job mm -hmm. as a general foreman is to make these guys be successful because if they're successful i'm successful the job's successful mm -hmm. everybody wins right right but a lot of foremans that i've seen before mm -hmm. they they just don't plan out they don't plan out for you know for their guys so guys will go to work they don't have material now they're looking for stuff so now they're running around i mean just, let, just let's go on time let's go into those details so as a general foreman you're starting a project what are some things that you're looking at to set your your guys up for success you know what so, are some so first off you know uh, let me just real quick yeah difference between a foreman and a general foreman mm -hmm. so a foreman you basically i mean you you start off as a foreman you mm -hmm. do your own little jobs you know but once you start getting to bigger jobs you know what i mean then you kind of now you have a foreman that kind of will give him lead guys mm -hmm. and he's just you know he's running other guys but a general foreman is is, is a is a general foreman and he runs the whole job and you, now you have a bunch of foremans working below you okay right okay so, so it goes apprentice journeyman foreman general foreman right and okay. then from there you could go become a superintendent or mm -hmm. whatever okay okay but um so as a general foreman you know you get to a job mm -hmm. and 
you know, and you, you just start looking at, you know, the plans, submittals and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is I like to kind of help the guys out, my foremans. Mm -hmm. First, you got to pick what you want, right? Hopefully you'll get everything you want, which we don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you try to pick the right guys to do the work. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, those guys are busy in other projects, so you can't get them. So you get somebody new or, or you start making foremans. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. Me personally, I don't get, I'll get these foremans, right? I don't. Mm -hmm. I like to make foremans mm -hmm. and I have, you know, I get journeymans that I see potential. I see these guys are hungry. They'll mm -hmm. want it. And I'd be like, I'll, I'll tell them, Hey, are you ready? They're like, for what? To run a job to help me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. If you help me, yeah, I'm going to help you. So mm -hmm. I'll give these guys chances. Mm -hmm. And we have a couple guys that start like that and they're hella good. They're real yeah. good foremans now. Nice. You know, so you gotta, so I try to set them up. Right. Yeah. But, you know, when you have a big job, it's hard for you to oversee the whole thing. You can't. It's impossible. You know, perfect example, the project the project we're in, mm -hmm. you know, you know, we're doing a joint venture with SDI and, mm -hmm. and NGI, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, Paul from SDI, he he was doing it by himself mm -hmm. at first. So, yeah. you know, as 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 good as you are, as I don't care if you have a lot of experience, mm -hmm. you cannot do a big project by yourself. A lot That's, of times yeah. guys have an ego. Oh, I could do it myself. Well, you're going to fail. It's too big of a project. to No do matter how big of a form, you still got two no. arms and two legs. Exactly. That's it. And you only have one brain. <laughs> yeah. You have, what do we got there? We got about, probably about 16 formants. Mm -hmm. So you think one guy could run all those 60 formants? No, no. Right? You yeah. can't. Especially I mean, with the multiple buildings and all that. Yeah, it's impossible. So, you know, you, you, need, you need the help. And mm -hmm. you got to understand, don't be afraid to raise your hand and say, you know what? I need the help. Mm -hmm. I, need, I need help don't try to do it by yourself because you're gonna fail and then the whole project's gonna fail and next you know nobody's making money yeah and that's what you don't want you exactly want, you want the owners to make money exactly because then uh, everyone's happy exactly yep. but um yeah so i mean you just gotta set up your guys a lot of times guys are not being set up right mm -hmm. so they failed and you make them you're making them fail because you're not setting them up and a good journeyman a good foreman a good general foreman you don't want to do that you know what I mean? That's so, that's our job. So do you do you, do you talk to your foreman like uh, like you know the, a coach has a football team and they kind of prep them before the game? Uh, do you do you like to talk to your foreman, build a relationship with them, or I do? You know, you're not always gonna have it you perfect, know, perfect, yeah. right? So there'll be some foremans that kind of get a little bothered. They they just can't take criticism. Mm -hmm. You know, they 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 always get offended, and you can't have that, man. If I mess up, I'm a general foreman, right? See, let me tell you one thing. Yeah. What happens when these guys pretend yeah. that they know it all and they come and they tell you, hey, you know what? Um, I've been doing this for 30 years. Mm -hmm. I know it all. You know, who, who are you to tell me? Right. Those guys are the worst guys, man. I can't stand them, right? <laughs> you can't. Every project's different, yeah. first of all, right? Mm -hmm. Every project's different, different GCs, mm -hmm. different architects. Mm -hmm. So you don't know it all, man. Every project for me is different. I, You know what I mean? My mind is always, I'm always... I'm like a sponge. Mm -hmm. I'm just absorbing everything, right? I'm learning. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we know what to do. We know what to look for. We know how to build a, a job, mm -hmm. but we don't know it all. We don't know that job. So every job is different. Mm -hmm. But there's guys that that's, that's, that's their mentality. Oh, I know it all. You know what? I hate people like that because they don't know it all. You know what I mean? I used to, I remember I was in a, I was a, I was a journeyman and mm -hmm. I went to this foreman. I'm like, dude, 
if we do the software differently, we're gonna kill it. We're gonna make money. We're gonna I'll bomb it out. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You, you know, I'm the one that's running the job. You do it my way. Okay. I know it all. I'm like, okay, fine. Right. I did it his way. I it took me a long time to do it. Mm-hmm. But I went to the other building and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna listen to this guy. I'm doing my way. Yeah, yeah. So I did it my way and I just I killed it. Yeah. Right. I killed it and he got pissed off. He's like, you know, you know, you don't do things your way. I'm like, look, I, it's I'm not, you know, deviating from from the way we gotta attach and you know structurally right. wise. Yeah, it looks the same. It's perfect. Right. I'm just building a little different. Yeah. I build it with the with the jig. Uh-huh. Right. So I killed it. I literally and then the superintendent showed up and I told him, look, this is what we did. And he's like, man, that's fucking hella good. Let's start doing it like that. And he mm-hmm. got he even got more pissed off, right? <laughs> right, because now know, you made him look dumb. Right. So but those are little things. You gotta as a as a General foreman or foreman, mm-hmm. you got to make sure that, you know, you got to listen to people. Sometimes your ideas are not always the best ideas. You know, you, people, apprentices, journeymans, foremans, you know, everybody's got their own ideas how to build stuff and their, their idea might be better. Mm-hmm. And usually I'm not afraid to say, hey, I usually, I'll tell the superintendent, hey, uh, so-and-so came up with this idea. It's yeah. working out better. Give them a shout out. I give them their credit, you know. Yeah. Some formers don't do that. They'll take it from them. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, we're doing it this way. It's like, no, man, give everybody their credit. I told the guys to do this. Right. And that. You know, yeah, you're, I, I mean, that. if you're good, you're good. Yeah. That's and, it. And it's going to show. Exactly. It's you don't have to show. sit there and pretend or try to steal people's ideas. Just, yeah. Just, you know, just just do it. That's yeah. it. You know, just your work ethics will, will, will let the owner know, hey, this guy, he's, he's good. Okay. No need to lie. Gotcha. Okay, so we, we talked a little bit about the uh, about kind of how you got into the trades. Um, what what a general foreman. Let's talk about what a general like your your day, your schedule. What what does that kind of consist of? So our, our our like our schedule is is it's very busy, right? Even though some people will sit there and say that oh we don't do nothing, right? Wow. Yeah, because they see you walking by or something. Right, they don't understand. You know, it's they say that, but who do they call when they have a problem? Us. Yes. <laughs> you know, who do they call when something's not working out? Us. Yeah. You know, they need something. Who do they call? Us, right? So they always feel like we don't do nothing, but mm-hmm. it's only certain people that will say those comments. Mm-hmm. But no, so our schedule is pretty, it's, it's, we're busy the whole day. And honestly, general foreman's your head, your brain is working 24-7. Even when we are home, yeah. I try not to think about work, but it, it just comes naturally. It just you just start thinking about it, or start thinking about like, what if I do it this way, or what can we do? So, you know, and then we gotta make sure like some, we got meetings in the mornings too. So we gotta set you know talk to the foremans what you know where they're at, what mm-hmm. we need from them, and you know what they need from us. Mm-hmm. And then we go you know talk to our our PEs. You yeah. know what I mean and ask them you know to write rfis or whatever we need or mm-hmm. start pushing rfis we do every this like the job we're in right now it's just it's chaos every day the whole freaking eight hours you know no power yeah you know brain the mud the the machines you know i mean just we're missing parts there's I not mean, a not a quiet moment it's it, it's not you know and honestly you know it's 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 a very this job will either make you or break you. Mm-hmm. I've seen real good foremans get big jobs, mm-hmm. and that's all it took for them to quit or for them to just call it. Just realize that they're not. Right, you know, because not everybody could do it. You have to be strong-minded, mm-hmm. first of all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I was an apprentice, when mm-hmm. I went, the first time I went to school, 
uh, the teacher was telling all the apprentices, look, guys, you guys got to understand there's three things you guys got to try to do. And if you guys could do those three things, you guys will be, you guys will be hella good mm-hmm. in your future. He said, first off is you have to have an on and off switch in your head. Mm-hmm. means when you're at home, mm-hmm. you turn the switch off, you're thinking about work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're thinking about, don't family. think about work, think about family. Mm-hmm. When you're at work, turn the switch off and don't think about your family or about home. You know, you concentrate at work, concentrate at home, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, if you don't do that, you're going to have problems with your family. Most likely, you're going to have a divorce, mm-hmm. right? And it's true. Believe it or not, it's true. This job is very stressful, especially when you're running a big project. We got like about 100 we got to a point we had like 125 to 35 guys. Mm-hmm. So think about it. 135 guys, you have to deal with each one of them for eight hours. <laughs> right? For yeah. eight hours. So it's a constant, you know, my phone rings like crazy. Yeah. If it's not them, it's the general. If it's not the general, it's other trades, right? Yeah. yeah. So you deal with everybody. So, you know, I mean, if you can't let that stay at stay at work and you bring it home, you, obviously that's going to take away from your your family mm-hmm. and it's not fair for them it's not fair for work so i yeah. tell guys at work hey you know we all have issues at home we all have issues at work leave your stuff at home leave your stuff at work yeah you know and so you know that's so people say that we don't do nothing we do a lot you know and and basically whatever they say doesn't matter to me because i know what i'm doing you know mm-hmm. what i mean our our owner bruce mm-hmm. he would not have me in the in the in this, this position if he knew i was not good yeah first of all he's Definitely. very yeah he's <laughs> whew, you know he's very very uh besides he's a real good person yeah okay he gives you a hard time because he wants first of all he wants you to become a really good general foreman mm-hmm. and then he wants you know he wants to make money obviously right yeah you know we're think about this we're we're in charge of million dollar projects mm-hmm. this project is about i think like 30 million just in Framing and dry, you know, just for, just in framing because mm-hmm. we're not driving involved. Another thirty million just in EFAS. So you know, you got so much money in your hands. That's mm-hmm. in our hands, right? So yeah, my yeah, job. Yeah. So think about it. You, you don't think I have that much pressure? And these guys say I don't do nothing. There's thirty million dollars that you have in your hands that you got to yeah. sit there and try to make this. You know, try to finish this job and still make budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So. There's a lot of responsibility. You can't go out and buy a bunch of TVs. You cannot. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So it's stressful, and but it's worth it. At the end yeah. of the day, it's worth it because, you know, it's this is what I love to do. So I, I was just going to ask you, like, the, the why question. You know, you kind of got put into this business. Why Why are you sticking? Why did you decide to stick around after after becoming an apprentice, a journeyman? Why, why did you decide to take, you know, a foreman, general foreman? You know what? Uh, what really motivated me is what there was this guy. There was this foreman when I was an apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started with the other company, and uh, he said, "You know, I was busting my ass. Sorry, I was busting. You know, working real hard. Yeah. And um, and he said, he said you would never be a foreman. He and told like you that, that. right? Yeah. And, you know, and he's white. Yeah. Now you know I'm Mexican, so yeah. back then it was always like." white guys will frame and yeah. the Mexicans will hang drywall. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it was for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, why not? Because I'm Mexican? He's like, exactly. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So that right there motivated me. I was yeah. like, you know what? Screw this guy. 
if he could do it, yeah. I could do it. Your haters motivated you. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, we're all human, right? Right. What makes them special, more special than me? Nothing. Nothing, right? Exactly. Nothing. So I was like, you know what? If this guy could do it, I could do it. Yep. You know what I mean? Why not? So that motivated me to be where I'm at and to get where I'm at. So, nice. you know, I, 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 I basically, I earn what I have. Mm-hmm. You know, and people can sit there and, you know, they all joke around, right? Oh, you know, you're the bosses, you know, you're doing this, you're doing right? But yeah. it's not that, bro. You you earn to be in Paul's position, mm-hmm. Tim Bonilla's position, yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. You don't get it because you kiss butt. Yeah. Right? You get it because... You can't buy your position. Right, because you're making money for the company. Right. And if you don't make money for the company, trust me, why would they give you a multi-million dollar job? They right. Wouldn't. They wouldn't. Exactly. They trust you with a lot. Exactly. If they trust you with the job, then they obviously trust you with the position. Right. So my answer is that's what motivated me to be where I'm at now. Okay. You know what I mean? Basically. Okay. So you mentioned you're, you grew up in San Diego. Now no, you, I grew up in Orange County. You grew up in Orange County. Yeah. You worked in San Diego, so SoCal. Now you're in Northern California. Um, how can I? So there's maybe there's, a, there's kids watching in high school, you know, and they're like, dude, I hate college. Uh, I do not want to go to a four-year university, but I love working with my hands. You know, maybe they helped out their dad around the house or something. And they're like, I, I, I want to do something with my hands and whatever Sergio's talking about, I think I can do it. How, how, how can they start? What's well, look, man, This the way things are these days, it, it's hard, mm-hmm. right? So, what I mean, this, this trade back then mm-hmm. was just... They used to say that, you know, only drug dealers or guys that came out of prison or guys that didn't finish school or yeah. guys that's just a bunch of trailer makers, we did construction, right? Right. Well, it's not like that no more. It isn't, I mean, yeah. Construction has went a long ways. Mm-hmm. Our union's so huge. Mm-hmm. We expanded everywhere. We're, I mean, it's honestly, it's an honor to be a, a, a union professional carpenter. Mm-hmm. You know, and these kids these days, I want them to understand that this this is a real good trade. Mm-hmm. You know, it's real good. They our pensions are it's it's great. Um, they make really good money. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the sky's the limit. Usually, when I when I see like a young kid flexing, I'm like, dang, he's probably in construction. You know, because people, like you said, people usually think that guys in construction are low life, useless people, but like I would say, ninety-five percent of the people that I know in construction, union or residential, whatever, they're they're killing it out there. And you know what? Uh, they are. They're they're, you know. It's it's a great it's a great trade, mm-hmm. but it's also very dangerous. You know, I lost a couple of friends oh, well, okay. at work. Mm-hmm. What so, ha- what happened? What one of my good friends? We did a job together, mm-hmm. and you know and. I know him since I was an apprentice. His mm-hmm. dad used to, his dad was running a big job in Fox Studios. Mm-hmm. I was there just cleaning up. Mm-hmm. And he used to always, that was, you know, his son, the mm-hmm. foreman, he used to always kind of like motivate me and be like, hey man, hurry up, you know, clean up right here and I'll mm-hmm. put you just, you know, I'll put you to do a little bit of, of drywall or yeah, something, yeah. right? So that, that used to motivate me. So I used to be like, okay, I'm done, clean up. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, well, yeah. Do you have tools? Well, no. He's like, well, just get a you know bag of screws and here's a screw gun and start yeah. screwing out the drywall you know so and and he uh we did a, i was doing this bank he was uh, helping me out 
so it was it was an exterior job mm-hmm. and uh and we were done with it and he went to to another guy's job and uh and a week later i, I found out that uh they called us up that uh he had passed away he fell from a scaffold 70 foot wow 70 foot uh scaffold and he it was a dance floor and he that- fell landed around his head that's crazy. I think that's that's actually another part of construction that many people that don't know construction, I think they don't hear about it or don't realize how important safety is, and and exactly. and coming back uh, coming back home to your families. And the crazy thing is, and I, I think you can you can chime in here, is that you have to remind the guys that are working for you to be safe to stay alive. Definitely. So you know. You know. We have our, our, our tailgate meetings on Mondays, right? Mm-hmm. So I sit there and I tell guys, you know, when, when I go and, I, and I'll write them up or, mm-hmm. or we send them home mm-hmm. and they get pissed off, you know, they they see me like I'm the bad guy. Right. Okay. And I, I'll tell them in the meetings, I'll tell everybody like, hey guys, <clears throat> instead of, you know, being pissed off at me, mm-hmm. you, guys should be, you guys should be saying, thank you, Sergio. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of give me that look, right? Like, thank you for what? You're sending me home. <laughs> I'm, you know what I mean? I'm losing that day of work. What yeah. do you mean, thank you? Yeah. Man, thank you for saving my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Thank you for saving my life because if I would have never said nothing, what if he would have fell? Right, exactly. Right? So I tell him, instead of being, you know, instead of being, you know pissed off and, and being negative, mm-hmm. man, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Kevin, you know, for telling me what I did wrong for saving my life. Mm-hmm. And I tell him, Dude, I tell these guys, whenever I catch them doing something unsafe, I sit there and I, I kind of have a little talk with them. Yeah. The way I approach them is I'll tell them, like, hey, do you have a family? They're like, yeah. Do you have kids? Yeah. Okay, do you love your kids? Do you love your wife? Yes, I do. Okay. Usually well, they do. I'm all, well, obviously you don't. So they're like, what do you mean I don't? I'm all, dude, you don't care for them because if you did care for them, you'd be taking care of yourself. Yeah. Your family wants you home every day, right? Yeah. You're, I'm pretty sure you're the provider, the main provider for the family. Yeah. Okay, then. So people don't understand that safety is huge. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you got to take safety way and beyond because it's your family needs you. It's not just about work. Right. These guys forget, you know what I mean? And I never once tell these guys, hurry up, get it done. And do I don't it care what happens, you know, do it unsafe. No, yeah. you know, I tell the guys safety's first. Mm-hmm. If it takes you an extra 10 hour, I mean, 10 minutes, an extra hour just to get something done, but you're doing it safe, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I tell them my my job is to make sure you go home yeah. to your family. Yep, yep. That's what I want to do. I want to make sure you go home to your family. I want to make sure you walk out this this job every day, and that you're gonna make it home, dude. Our job is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Just driving to work, driving back home, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're risking your life daily. Exactly. You know, what I mean, it's yep. not just about work. Just driving it. I mean, I I seen it all. Yeah, I seen people. On the way to work, is a running late haul, you know, just driving real fast. Next time we get the phone call, mm-hmm. you know, he had an accident and he died. You know, it, it's it's just people understand how dangerous the job is. But um, there are some statistics. I think every day two guys die um, in in construction. Wow. That, that might be wrong, but but I think that's what they are, and that's it's pretty crazy because back when they were building um, the Golden Gate Bridge, when they when they, so what year was that? I have no idea when the Golden Gate Bridge was. But that was probably like a long time ago. Yeah, long maybe 70, maybe 60 years ago. So back then when they bid jobs, every million dollars was a life. So like for example, a job cost 11 11 million dollars, they knew that 11 people were going to die on that job. 
which was like it was it was kind of, I, I thought about it it's kind of crazy because like you're for example you're bidding a job and it's like okay you already know that you're gonna lose this many guys on the job that is crazy think about it it's you you know guys are gonna die on the you, job and you know what i heard the same thing mm -hmm. about vegas even now when they bid a job out there mm -hmm. they kind of estimate how, how many people are gonna die because you know vegas is a little bit you know i mean more little, lenient more lenient and then you know they have the parties the, the party <laughs> night right everybody go to work yeah. go party come back they're not 100 percent. yeah but you know i still hear that from vegas but that's it's crazy i mean think about it imagine you're gonna do a project and you know that you're gonna have 11 people that are gonna die yeah you know on, I mean? on your project and, and you don't just, care i mean you still want the project done right yeah and you're, you're looking at the guys maybe at the tailgate meetings you're like dude which one is next and nobody wow. knows who's next that's, that is that is crazy that's freaky dude and and that's something we don't we don't um acknowledge it in construction and i know even like our, our engineer david his dad was in in construction. I think he was on a bobcat, right? Bobcat on a on a bobcat. Oh, like a big tractor, rolled over down the side of a mountain, like oh, crippled God. himself for the for the rest of his life, you know. And so, yes, yeah, some some guy, some people might be like, "Oh, there's construction guys; they're making a lot of money." But at the same time, they're they're risking their lives, you know, like you were saying, every day. So. So I mean, construction guys build beautiful things. They make good money, but at the same time, they they risk their lives. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, wives, if they're watching this, yeah, kids, your sons, your daughters, appreciate your dad. You know, because what they're doing is it's 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 tough. It's yeah. dangerous. You know, we come we come and do construction because we want to have because first of all, it pays good. Yeah, right. And we're union. Mm -hmm. So we want to right provide good for our friends. We want to live good. Yeah. We want to drive nice cars. We want to have a nice house. Mm -hmm. We want to take our wives out to dinner, right? Mm -hmm. So we're doing a lot. We're risking our lives daily, and a lot of times, you know, like people, like your family members at home, they don't, they don't, they don't they know. Don't appreciate that. Yeah, they, they don't appreciate. And they don't know. Right. And I really hope, like uh, us talking about this today, kind of gives people the inside scoop into you know what it's like being being in construction and. Uh, like every day it's it's stressful and when you come home you kind of want to have just peace sometimes and quiet like you know you want to come home and just lay down on the floor and just yeah you do and honestly uh you know it, it's it's tough man it's tough and and really i mean honestly people at home if they're if they're hearing this and they're mm -hmm. watching this seriously you know your dad gets home your husband gets home give him a hug you know give him a kiss mm -hmm. because they made it they made it back home you know it's it's very stressful, you know, it's, you know, this is, to me, it's a little emotional because, you know, like my friends, I had, mm -hmm. you know I mean? I had to go to his funeral and, mm -hmm. dude, it was sad to see his family there, his wife, mm -hmm. you know, and knowing that he was not going to come back anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy, you know, it's sad. At the same time, you know, a lot of times people get home, they got problems with their families, you know, mm -hmm. their wives are, crying, you know, just over stupid things right and they don't understand that their husband's out there you know dealing with you know maybe you know with with the bad apprentice with the bad journeyman with the bad foreman mm -hmm. and they're just doing it for them yeah. you know they're they're doing it for them so they could have a check yeah you know what i mean so they could fill up their refrigerator pay the rent you know yeah. fill up their gas tanks you know what i mean and they don't appreciate it sometimes i'm not saying everybody so yeah, don't yeah. take that you know don't don't the, blow it up if, if the shoe fits put it on yeah 
But you know, it's just people need to appreciate their family. They need to appreciate their parents. Mm-hmm. If it's a mom, if it's a dad, because there's there's women in construction too, right? Yeah. Just in general, even if it's not construction, just any job. I'm I'm thinking, you know, you know, it, it's you know when I get home, like when I because I fly back home every 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 two weeks. I mm-hmm. go back to San Diego to see my wife of San Diego, and then I drive back to Tijer, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, when I get home, you know, it just feels good that my wife hugs me. You know, yeah. gives me that tight hug. Yeah, right. Because she knows, home. you know what I mean. She knows that. She even tells me, I know you're you're risking your life daily. Every hour, things could happen, any minute, and she knows that. You know what I mean? And and I always prepare for her. I tell her, look, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You never know if this ever happens to me. You know, and, and guys out there, you know, doing this trade construction, you guys need to educate your wives on what to do in case if you ever had an accident and you end up dying at the job site. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know what I mean? It sucks to talk about it, but at the same time, we have to because there's been a lot of women that they don't know what to do. Their husbands die and they're like trying to figure out how they're going to bury them. Well, check it out. And our, I'm not sure about NorCal, but I know mm-hmm. that down south, our union, if you pass away, they'll give you $20,000 to bury your family member, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they help you out with the burial. And then, and then they, you know, if you have your pension and stuff like that. So, you know, educate your, your family. That way, if something ever does happen, they know what to do. They know which route to take. You know, because, they don't get lost. Yeah. Because think about it. It's tough for them to, you know, have your family. First of all, your family dies. So that's tough mm-hmm. just, just in that, right? Mm-hmm. And then now you have to worry about money, right? Worry right. about what to do next. Yep. So, you know, let them know what to do. But man, it's just, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough trade, you know? And, and yes, we make good money, but God damn, man, every, every, every penny, every cent we earn, it's, it's well earned. Mm-hmm. You know, people could sit there and say, sometimes people talk about me that I'm a bad foreman. Mm-hmm. I'm really not, you know, but I'm a foreman. I take care of my guys, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and the guys that work, they don't mind working for me because I leave them alone because they know that they don't need me to push them. Mm-hmm. You know, this trade is, 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 it's this trade and this job that we're in right now, it's a fast paced job. So mm-hmm. meaning that we have, you know, this job has to go quick. We only have 54 days to build a four story building. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a big building. I mean, you've seen it. Yeah. You know, and, and people understand that we have all the pressure. We got our bosses. We got the generals, right? We got everybody just schedule where we're at, you know, schedules yeah. where we're at. Hurry up. We're behind here. I mean, we got pressure, so we got. So if I see a guy that's making freaking a lot of money, right, mm-hmm. and he's just slacking it, of course I'm gonna say something, and I feel like that's not. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, don't get offended. You know what I mean? But hey, as a matter of fact, damn, you know what? I'll pick it up. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, instead of just being, you know, all negative. And be- before talking back, maybe just check yourself. Maybe I can improve, right? Right. Maybe I can improve, but. You know, a lot of times I get it. You know, some people do get tired. You know, maybe they had a bad night. Mm -hmm. You know, who knows, right? But, you know, all the guys that do work good for me, I always sit there and tell them, hey, did did you have a rough night? Or because I feel like you're a little tired. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, we did, you know, whatever, had problems with at home or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but people get, people get pissed off, but they got to understand too that, you know, we're not, you're not doing me a favor and I'm not doing you a favor. You're getting paid to work. Mm-hmm. if it's here construction if it's in mcdonald's or wh- wherever you go work yeah they're gonna want you to work because they're paying you to work you know what i mean so i don't i don't get it sometimes people sit there and, you know and say negative things but at the same time you know we're good foremans you know we got good people in that job you know mm-hmm. and but sometimes people take advantage of that yeah you know what i mean Definitely. so 
I don't know, man. We just got to educate these guys and, and teach them that, you know, that we're not always perfect. You know what I mean? They make mistakes. We got to sit there and tell them what they're doing wrong. Yeah. And, and don't get offended. Take it as a, you know, a learning experience, right? Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't see it. I don't see a problem with that. You know, some guys, obviously they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. So if, if somebody wants a job in the union, can they walk in on a job site? Does the union have certain rules? How to join the union? Do you, do you know how that works? Well, the they, I mean, people do walk in the job sites, right? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes they get lucky. They mm -hmm. get hired, but I mean, you go to the union and put your name in the auto work list, which mm -hmm. I wouldn't. That's I would, you know, what I mean, just to me, if you really want a, a job, you go mm -hmm. and look for it. You yeah. go to the job sites, you know. And I have more respect for people that come to the jobs mm -hmm. looking for work than the guys putting the name in the auto work list because all they do is put the name in the auto work list and they just sit at home. Um, but if somebody new out there that wants to start in the union, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's there's just there's a lot of projects going on right now everywhere. Yeah. The Bay Area, you got huge projects going on. I mean, Sacramento. All you got to do is walk to a job or, or, or just, you know what I mean, go online and, mm -hmm. you know, it, it'll tell you what to do. But basically, they have to go to the union. If they're brand new guys that's, that wants to start, mm -hmm. they have to get a company that sponsors them, right? So, but it's hard to get sponsored when you don't know where to go. You don't know what company, right? So, yeah. if I was with them, I'll go online mm -hmm. and, you know, there's Raymond, there's... Our company, NGI, <clears throat> Neville Group, there's Marm Brothers, there's uh, Sharpentiers, SDI, uh, PCI, I mean, Swinnerton. I will go online and try to get that info and, and, and maybe- you see your, the, the companies in your area. Right. And, and, and then talk to them and see if they're willing to sponsor a, a brand new, you know, stalker scrapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the way to go, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, go from there. But really think about it before you want to join because it is tough. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like easy. the the time right. The times are different from each project. Some projects start at six a.m. Some seven a.m. Some some companies do night shift. Yeah, so you can't really pick and choose. You can't, you know, and and that's the thing about this trade is that we do things. It doesn't matter what time it is, right? So you know, back then we used to do a lot of TIs. So the TIs you can start at four in the morning, mm -hmm. which is cool because you get off early, right? But now you have to get up hell of it early to go. To <laughs> you gotta work. go to sleep early, right? So yeah. that or or or. When, we, when you do a lot of exterior jobs, you can't start early because you can't make too much noise, right? So some cities have a, um, they have their hours where you can make noise from like seven to like five or mm -hmm. whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? But I'm used to like basically these jobs that start at seven. Yeah. It sucks when you go to like, if you go to Santa Monica yeah. down in LA, those jobs don't start to like nine. Really? Why? Yeah. That's just. That's just the city. Is that the people like Santa to sleep Monica. till nine there? Yeah, people have money, so they, you know what I mean? They put their own <laughs> rules, but yeah. it sucks because the drive from Orange County to Santa Monica, yeah. you still have to get up early because if you get up late, then you're going to get there late. It's too much traffic. So, so it's either you sleep in your car there or you sit driving traffic right. the whole time. You know, so, you know, just one thing too, I mean, you guys got to understand, it's not just an eight hour day. Yeah. It's eight hours at work. And then, you know, whatever, an hour to get to work and then two hours to get back home. So now you're talking about like 11 hours yeah. that you're out, you know, that you're out of your house and coming back to your house at somebody 11 to 12 hours later. Yep, yep. So this is, I mean, this trade is part of tough, the job, yeah. But it's part of the job, right? They're not going to hand you a, a, a freaking job and be like, okay, you know, make your own schedules. That's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. That's not going to happen anywhere. Yeah. Only if you're the owner, you can do whatever you want, right? <laughs> and even then you have to show up to work. Even then, you're right. <laughs> But okay. uh, yeah, so I mean, that's the best thing to do. Just look online and just kind of figure out what company you want to work for. 
or if you have buddies yeah. that are doing it, just talk to them. I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll lead you in the right direction. Usually if the buddy sees that you have potential, they get you a job. If yeah. they don't get you a job, they're like, eh, I don't know if I want that guy. He's going to make me look bad. <laughs> so check it out. So yeah. me personally, when, when a guy comes over yeah. looking for work mm -hmm. and I ask him, like, you've been in the union? Yeah. What are you? What stage? You journeyman? No, I'm a stalker scrapper. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a red flag. Because if you're a stalker scrapper and they laid you off already, yeah. then there's, something's, there's something's wrong. Either you were not going to work, mm -hmm. you were, you know, showing up late. So you were just basically just not cutting it because for you to get it, get it laid off at a stalker scrapper, you have to do something bad. Yeah. And that means you were not doing your job. Because usually guy, companies want to keep stalker scrappers, right? They're cheap labor. Yeah. Why not keep them, right? Yep. But, you know, I mean, if they're not being kept, it's for a reason. Yeah. So I kind of want to, I talk to them first and get, yeah. you know, to get their story, see what happened. Yeah. And then maybe I give them a shot. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Dude, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. That was a lot of good information, I think, kind of about a little bit about the management side of construction of, or the the field in construction as a general foreman. And then I think guys watching that I want to get into construction or the union kind of can now see the mindset that you have to come in, that you have to have to, to get a job, you know? Right. Like you said, it's, it's not easy. It's tough, but you got to get through it. Every day is a grind. And you, you got to do the grind. So, so thank you. So thank you for coming on, for sharing your, um, thank you for having me, sharing this, all your this, wisdom, this, dude. This is yeah. a little, you know, crazy. Never done this before, but, uh, <laughs> this is something different, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to be a construction worker, just think about, you know, you got to give it your all. This mm -hmm. is not an easy trade, but yeah. Hey, it's, it's, it'll pay off. You know what I mean? It's well worth it for sure. It's well, well worth the, the hustle. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I would just do it. Awesome. I don't even think about it. The more you think about it, the less you're going to do it. So just get on it. You know <laughs> just I mean? start. Show some action. Exactly. All right, guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for uh, listening. If you're listening, um, like, subscribe, and share this if you found this interesting. Or you know somebody that um, that can use this, this information. Um, you can subscribe right here. And at the bottom of the screen, we'll have two videos. Um, videos that maybe relate to you or, or, or new releases. Um, as you can tell, this is Christmas season, so Merry Christmas to you, your families, um, happy holidays. That's why I was wearing red. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>